Hi, Women of Strength, it's Megan here. I wanted to share a tip in making sure that you have the right nutrients during your breathing years. When our bodies are growing babies, we tend to lack nutrients we need more than ever. I personally love Needed. They spent over three years developing their prenatal vitamins and work every day to perfect it through ongoing clinical insights and research. They just go above and beyond to deliver the right amount of everything you need at different stages. Most of my clients end up switching their prenatals as soon as they look at needed supplements, facts, and ingredients. I personally take their products, including women's multi, digestive enzymes, the immune support, and more. I truly can tell a difference from how I felt before to how I feel now. Click the link in the show notes and receive 20% off and use code VBAC20. That is VBAC20. Or you can visit thisisneeded.com. Now off to today's episode. Hello, hello, everybody. You guys, it's December. How are we at the end of 2023? I cannot believe it, but I am so excited to be kicking the month off with our friend, Allie. She has been with us before. So welcome, Allie. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show again. She shared her C-section and VBAC journey along quite well. Yeah, a while ago because she's episode 166. So, and we're now at 264. So, like almost a hundred episodes ago. Wow. <laughs> so crazy. Um, so she's back today to share her age backstory, but not just that amazing part. She's also gonna talk to us about breath work and her journey to become certified in um as a breathwork practitioner. She she is a breathwork practitioner practitioner if I can speak, um intuitive stylist and transformative um transformational expert. So what what exactly is a breathwork practitioner and transformation expert? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well I'm just so excited to be back here with you. Can I just say when you just said about a hundred episodes I had like such a reflection moment as we were sitting here. I'm like, wow, 100 episodes. Thinking about how much like both of us have evolved and grown and shifted. I feel like that's so important to like just start with because as mothers, I feel like we don't necessarily get that time to reflect and look at our growth and look at our evolution. And Mm -hmm. so much of doing that allows us to continue to move forward. I've learned so much in my journey is like, not only just the healing work around it, but the true reflection and celebration of like, wow, look how far I've came, you know? And so it's like, yeah, when I first came to you guys and I was listening to the VBAC podcast and I was pregnant with Amelia almost five and a half years ago now, which is almost six, you know, six years ago, because she's five and a half, which is crazy when I was listening to your podcast. And then, you know, I had, you know, my C-section with her. And then I started listening to the VBAC podcast to start to understand that it was possible and what I could do. And then 2020 came and I had Arlie, my second daughter, and I had my VBAC in the hospital. And then, as you said, you know, moving forward into 22 and having my son and my first HPAC, which is a home birth, um, you know, and it's just so cool. When you said that about 100 episodes, it's like, wow, think about that. And like the time and the evolution of like, even with your podcast and what you guys were doing, what you're doing now. And when I met you guys, you know, and like when we first connected and getting to share my story then and then coming here. And so I just think it's really cool to like start with that first, right? Like the journey before we get to like, what are these, you know, quote unquote titles that we all have? Because I feel like it's so 
much more important and so much like just juicier and like you just feel it so much more when you get to hear like hey yeah okay this is what people call me but really at the end of the day like what's the journey what's the story because that's how we're going to support each other and help each other and be of service so hi everyone i'm ali levine if you don't know me go back and listen to of course my other stories but yeah i'm so excited to be here so a certified breathwork practitioner is someone who um, of course is certified in the work of breathwork and what breathwork is is it is regulating your nervous system through different types of exercises and when people hear regulating their nervous system some people don't even know what that means so to break it down really simply is basically think about like visually that you have almost like this computer in the bottom like of you know your body that's sitting like this hard drive okay think of your whole body the computer and the hard drive is sitting like sitting basically at the bottom kind of near your womb space kind of near your stomach like in the lower area okay and it's sitting there and it gets filled up consistently with files and junk and stories and limiting beliefs and people around us, family, friends, all the things and our own things. And it all fills up. And we usually- As it does every day. Every single day, every single moment, like it's just the way life is. And what happens is, is that that system basically moves into a dysregulated system. So speaking of birth, when we talk about having a baby, when our baby is first born, we, of course, they take their first breath, right? When they actually enter this world earth side. And if you look at your baby and you watch how they breathe, they breathe from their stomach to their chest deeply and out. And that is the sign of a parasympathetic nervous system, which is the true homeostasis of how we enter into this world. And it is a rest and digest place. And most of us are not in that state anymore. And we are in a sympathetic nervous system. So when we speak to breath work, we're moving ourselves back from that reactionary state of that fight, flight, or freeze, that kind of triggered state that happens continuously and moves us back into the flow of how we came into this world, which is so perfect, of course, speaking to birth and what you talk about on the podcast. And so when you think about that and you think about that flow and how that feels in the body and you start to come back into that rest, that's what breath work does on a very basic level. And that was, that's what it means to regulate your nervous system. Now, basic benefits of breath work are just allowing the nervousness to fall off, anxiety, depression, sadness, stress, gives you better sleep, builds up your immune system, builds up your gut health, all of these things, because you're bringing more oxygen into the body. Yeah. Yep. Than you, than you do on a normal basis. And, you know, we're all breathing, of course, because we're have to breathe to be here mm-hmm. you know planet but we're not actually consciously breathing so what breath work does and what it means is that not only the regulating of your nervous system but that you're allowing different types of breath work exercises which is what i guide you in being certified in this work and trauma informed and i take you through different exercises through your nose through your mouth maybe if we have time we'll do a quick one so that people can experience it And there's different ways of doing it. And there's all different types of breaths that will lead you. And it can be anywhere from literally two minutes to, you know, an hour, like into a full meditation. And when you do this practice over and over again, you start to notice not only do you release out everything that you are holding consciously or unconsciously, but you do start to notice the benefits that I spoke to. And then what I like to say is that I help people, especially mothers and women, shift from lower states of consciousness to higher states of consciousness. You go from that triggered state, that reactionary state into actual authenticity of you, who you are as a soul, more peace, more love, more calm. And you're able to show up better as a mother, as a partner and all the things that you do in your job 
whatever it may be. And that is where my heart is. And when we just say practitioner, some people say facilitator, some say practitioner. Practitioner for me speaks more to my soul because it's about the practice, the art, the modality versus just facilitating a space. And of course I do mm-hmm. both, but I feel like I, I allow that I open that up. That's where I shine and help my clients. And then the intuitive piece of styling, as you know, when we first met, um, you know, I've been a celebrity word of stylist for many years and I rebranded after my motherhood journey and postpartum depression and all the things I went through. And the intuitive is more tapping into, I learned from my own journey of like, what really feels good on you versus the trends, what really feels good on the body, because it's all connected mind, body, and soul. When we choose, Mm -hmm. you know, like even when we start the day, even if we're in our sweats as a busy mother, it's like being conscious of like, "Mm, maybe I don't want to wear that gray t-shirt because maybe I'm going to notice my mood actually shifts and like helping people get conscious in their closet and understand that like, there is a frequency to everything. Everything is energy. And so what you put on in and out is so important. So hence intuitive stylus. And then of course, that brings us to transformation. The more you do this and you embody this work and you allow that surrender, you can move into actual transformation, which is what I love to help people with because I've gone through my own transformations over and over again. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that so, so, so much. I and mean, you had wrote it in your bio, you know, that um, you help your clients breathe through their closet to tap into their design of their soul and come home to themselves through the wardrobe of their dreams. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. I just love Thank it. You. I just love it. I love it so much. And thank you so much for kind of breaking it down and explaining because it's like, okay, breathwork practitioner. What is that? You know, and just hearing you, like I can hear your energy and I can just feel it like, Oh, I could just feel it from you. And I can see it. I mean, I they can't see you, but I can see it. <laughs> and, and I can just see it and feel it. And oh, I'm so excited to dive into this episode. But of course, we have a review of the week. So I want to hurry and do that before we jump right in. Okay, so and it's not a super long one, um, but it is by Chichester. <laughs> Kay Chichester, I think is how it is. And it says, amazing. It says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was my, was my saving grace. Could not have done, had my V back without these ladies and their stories of encouragement and wisdom. I must listen to anyone wanting to TOLAC, which if you are new to this podcast, that is trial of labor after cesarean. It says, keep up the great work. I thoroughly enjoyed listening. Ladies, we can do hard things. And I could not agree more. (laughs) You can do hard things. And there are sometimes things that sound impossible or feel impossible. And like Ali was saying, you know, maybe our compartment is like on overdrive. We've got too much going on and we need to to get things going and, and start working through our breath work and finding ourselves again, right? But it is possible. It is 100% possible. You are tuned into the VBAC Link podcast with Megan Heaton, who is a longtime doula and VBAC mom herself, here to help you get inspired for birth after having had a C section. Along with this podcast, the VBAC Link offers blogs, resources, and a comprehensive VBAC course for both parents preparing for birth and doulas wanting to take their VBAC education to the next level. Be sure to follow Megan and her team on all social media platforms for even more. Although these podcast episodes are VBAC specific, it is encouraged for all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a C-section from the get-go. 
The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here is your host, Megan. Okay, darling. Oh my gosh, I I mean, you just spoke for like three minutes, maybe, and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. let's just keep hearing from you. So I want to turn the time over. All right, cool. Well, thank you. So excited to get to share this journey. So, I mean, where do we want to begin? Should we start with going Your back to back. my okay, my age back? Yeah, okay. Well, and if you want to kind of like re highlight a little bit, you know, um, if you want to hear the full story, episode one six six is the full episode. But why don't you talk about how? I mean, like we were saying in the beginning, the journey through just 100 episodes, but then there was a journey before that, you know, too. So, you know, touch on all the journey. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, I love that that review came in of like, you can do hard things. I think so much, especially as mothers or, you know, mothers to be, we can get so in our minds, we can get so in the limiting beliefs and like, oh, I can't do that. Or I won't be able to, or we're told by someone that it won't happen. It can't happen. But guess what the most amazing thing is? We are divinely created this way. So when we can get out of those limiting beliefs, when we can get out of the mind, which is why breath work is so, so powerful, we get into the wisdom of the body and we can actually listen and receive our body. And then we recognize, oh, actually I can do this and more. And which is why obviously people that are listening to the VBAC podcast, you know, are having these amazing VBACs. I mean, same with my story. It was like, hey, I had a C-section five and a half years ago, back in 2018, my first daughter, it was a quite traumatic birth, 42 hours led to a C-section. I wanted to have um, a natural birth, uh, you know, with a midwife at a birth center, didn't work out that way. She didn't progress. You can go back and hear the whole story, but didn't progress, didn't happen. Fast forward, you know, had to have the C-section. Then after that happened, I went through a pretty heavy postpartum depression journey after kind of finding myself all over again, or a new version of Allie and reinventing myself and finding that empowerment and that freedom and all the work I had to do. Meditation, affirmations, prayer, all of that led me to breath work. That was where my next journey began. And breath work really started to change my life and how I showed up, how I viewed my body, how I viewed my story, you know, my baby, my motherhood journey. It went from being a very dark place to a very bright place and seeing that like there was healing within that. There were lessons within that first birth. There was all these things to learn. And I think that's important to say, Megan, because I feel like I personally, and I'm sure many other mothers can agree, shame themselves and guilt themselves through you know what I could have done, what I should have done. They play the victim mode. I was blaming everybody around me, my parents, friends, you know, this person, that person. And, you know, we can blame all we want and we can have all this shame and this guilt, but it doesn't actually do anything for us. It actually debilitates us from anything moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so the more we can heal that space and then also see it as like I had lessons to learn here. There was growth here. There was evolution, which is what I had to do around my own healing work. And really move myself out of the victim to the victor in my life. Move myself out of the victim mode and saying, I'm going to blame you. I'm going to blame you. And take full responsibility because at the end of the day, we have to be responsible for ourselves and say, okay, I chose to listen to those stories. I chose to take on the noise that came to me instead of creating sacred boundaries and kind of understanding that like I do have the wisdom. I do have the knowing. And so that's what led me to you guys, you know, and listening to your podcast and then finding, you know, a chiropractor for my, you know, the second pregnancy with my daughter. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Finding, you know, a doula who helped me advocate for myself and understand that I could ask, you know, those hard questions to helping me fire my doctor who wouldn't tell me (laughs) I couldn't have my V back, you know, and I put in quotes because I love to tell you, you know, you can't do this. And of course, this is not medical advice, but like advocate for yourself, like ask the questions, like, why can't I? What is it? You know, for me, it was literally just someone who saw me as you had the C-section, you're always going to be a C-section. And I wasn't willing to say yes to that. I wanted a VBAC. I wanted to advocate for myself. And luckily in having those sacred boundaries and that empowerment and healing I had done, I was able to then move into 2020 and have my second daughter and have a VBAC. And during that time, obviously, we all know what went on in the world during 2020. So it was crazy, crazy traumatic time, to say the least. I was also living in California at the time. So it was extra crazy. I now live in Tennessee, um, but I was living in California at the time. And so, you know, the fear, the limiting beliefs, everything started coming back up for me. And I thought all the healing work I had done was handled. (laughs) And it wasn't. And it all bubbled back up when 2020 came. And I say that because I think the healing journey also is like this evolution of the continuous peeling back of the onion. We have to understand, we have to be willing to peel back the layers to continue to Mm -hmm. heal and feel and move through. And so, you know, long story short, it was crazy in that time and everything was coming up. And that's where breathwork really profoundly showed up in my life. I was struggling with meditation and my affirmations, my mindfulness work, because there was so much going on. I couldn't get out of my head no matter what I did. And it was really frustrating me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've done so much work. Why is this not working? So I surrendered to breath work and I allowed myself to start to let my body show me what I needed to release. So when we speak to that, again, regulating of the nervous system, I always tell my clients and anyone I come in contact with, I believe the nervous system doesn't lie. The mind, the ego, our personality loves to tell us stories and give us different junk and the monkey mind will go on and on, but the body doesn't lie. The body will tell you if you, you know, have a pain that comes up, the body will tell you, you know, if there's a sensation that's coming up, something's going on, it's speaking to you. So the same thing with breath work, when we regulate the nervous system and things come up, whether it be emotions, you know, breakdowns, just feeling more intensity in the body, whatever it is, it's meant to be released. We're not meant to hold it. You know, everything like you said before gets junked up and it is meant to come up. And so the more I recognized when I was doing the breath work, when I was pregnant in 2020 and I would do it, I would have a breakdown, but then I move into another breakthrough and it kept happening and happening. Fast forward to having Arlie in the hospital. And basically um, she got stuck at the end during my VBAC after labor had gone well, all the things had gone well. And she got stuck and I looked at my husband and I said, I need my earbuds. I put them in my ears and I, you know, basically started doing a whole fear release, breath work, meditation, and there she came. And there's a lot to it, but of course you guys can go back and listen. But I bring that up because that was the beginning of the journey for me of understanding how much the body has that wisdom and that we can get so stuck in a moment and get triggered or freeze or fight and be in flight instead of just allowing and surrendering to what's actually happening. And so then that's what led to then having my son at home in 2022, you know, after having my daughter in such a crazy time in the world and being told a VBAC wouldn't happen. And it did. And then, you know, moving into more of my healing journey, becoming certified in breath work, because that moment solidified it for me to decide to get certified and, you know, learn the work and why it was so powerful and transformational. And so then I continued on that journey started helping people breathe. And then I got pregnant with my son 
And in 2022, I said to my husband, I said, I really want to have a home birth. And he he was a little, you know, uh, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm sure. I had my V back. I know I can do it. I really want to. And it was something I've always envisioned by myself for having. But again, I had many people come up in my life who, you know, did not want to maybe see that going on, different things happening. And I honestly had to make really sacred boundaries to the point where I didn't share most of my birth and what I was doing with many people, even those very close to me. And I had to decide that this time was sacred for my immediate family, you know, my daughters, my husband and I to go through this journey together, whether someone respected it or understood it or not, because it is our journey. And I think it's really important to understand that, you know, whether you're um, you know, newly pregnant or going to be pregnant or are in this journey of a VBAC, that it really is your sacred space. And just like the sacred room has your baby or babies, you need to also protect what's coming in and out. And breathwork helped me to do that over and over again. You know, every time something would come up that would maybe trigger me or upset me, I'd allow myself to feel it so I could heal it and move through it. But then I'd also recognize, okay, but I can also create sacred boundaries around this and make sure that, you know, that doesn't come up again because I've healed this and maybe it's something else that someone else isn't willing to heal or see the way I see, right? Because we all have different journeys. And of course, it's out of love and it's out of, you know, protection. But sometimes, again, the ego, that protection wants to tell us you can't do these things. And then you don't do the hard things. You don't push through. You don't move over to, you know, the next level, the next evolution, which for me was allowing myself to go for this, you know, home birth at home, you know? And so um, it was pretty wild because when I did um, go into labor with my son, I had two false starts at home. So it was like, you know, that prodromal labor that yes. was coming. Yeah. I had that with Arlie, but not as intense as I had it with Abel um, here at home. And it was like so much so that my team came over both times because we were really, really sure. And then it didn't happen. And I felt like even that, Megan, was a true surrender for me because I started getting in my mind, in my head of like, mm-hmm. oh, am I really going to be able to do this? Like, why is this happening? You know, and I had to really go back to the breath and go back to my practices and say, yeah. release that release what you what you think you know release what's coming up from the other births right release what you're scared of or at least the fear trust in that you can do this there's a reason that you have felt you wanted to do this from the beginning go back to your knowing go back to your intuition and so i had to really work on that space when you know he you know wasn't actually coming and it was these false starts this podcast episode is brought to you by the lactation network or as we call them TLN. I have three babies and three different breastfeeding experiences. After I got quote unquote mastered with my first daughter, I never thought about breastfeeding being difficult again. But when my second daughter was born, she was more than a pound smaller, developed torticollis from birth, and I found myself feeling stuck yet again, wondering who I could call and get help from. My babies like to come on the weekends, so once again, I didn't have an IBCLC available, so I reached out to one locally. She was amazing, but man, she was super spendy. I told my husband it was so worth it, but I didn't understand why IBCLCs were not covered by insurance. After all, we are feeding humans. I'm pretty sure that's a big deal. Well, guess what? Because of TLN, you can get breastfeeding help by IBCLCs and have it covered by your insurance. 
It's amazing. And I truly feel like the whole birth world needs to know it. I honestly suggest all expecting parents plan ahead if possible. Get a free consultation today at tln.care slash VBAC, or you can click the link in the show notes. And then, you know, I of course had my acupuncturist come, you know, like the next day because I was like, okay, I need help to be relaxed, right? Like something I've learned so much in my journey too is like, we are meant to have support, especially as mothers and especially when we're pregnant and we're meant to have a village around us who can see our vision and who can support that vision as best and safe as possible. And so you find the people around you who can help you in these modalities and support you, you know, in, in the healing, in the relaxation, you know, so I had, you know, my massage therapist come and like really just relax my body. I had my acupuncturist come to like work on me and, you know, give me the needles, not only to help stimulate a little bit of natural labor, but just to like relax the body. So I could get deeper in my breath and deeper in my visualization and allow myself to be at peace versus in the monkey mind that was coming up because it was like, I tell my clients all the time, just because I'm certified in this work, I'm still human. Like, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was, I was a doula with my V back after two C-sections, but I didn't think, oh, I'm having all this back labor. I bet my baby's posterior. Like I literally, it just went over my head. I'm just, it was in my space. Right. And I, you need extra, that's why you have a team. Yes, that's why you have a team. That's why you have find that extra support and you, you know, invest in yourself and you say, this is important to be able to help me move into what I'm going through because I'm not meant to do it alone. I, you're really not. You know, I think as mothers, we we know we can do it all and we absolutely can, but it's usually to our detriment. <laughs> and I have done that over and over again, like, oh, I can. But why should I, if I actually can have support and I can actually lean into that and allow that to have more space for myself and to be able to show up better for, you know, my husband, for my kids, for my work, for my clients, for all the things that I do versus exhausting myself and then having nothing left and not being able to show up at all. Cause then I'm not serving anyone nor serving myself. Right. And so I say that because I needed to reach out and say, okay, I need my acupuncturist to come to help me further relax. I need to get the massage, to let my body just chill. Like I needed, I need to go back to my chiropractor again during the week and let her work on my hips again, you know? And she was so funny. She was feeling me. She's like, oh my God, the baby, we didn't know what I was having this time. We had done a you know surprise gender. So she's like, the baby is so low. Like, I just don't know how the baby's not here. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And she's like, I, seriously, like, just let go. Whatever you're holding, let go. And I didn't know what that was until I had the different people, you know, that I worked with help me move through and my doula like sit with me and be like, okay, like what, what is it? And a lot of it was birth processing. It was going back to Arlie's birth and understanding that there was a journey there. Right. And Mm -hmm. that last moment where she did get stuck and like what that felt like and what that looked like and that out of body experience that happened and like processing that and okay. And if this happens, you know, again, in a different way, you know, will you be able to move through this and all these things that just came up that needed to be seen. And I think it's important where we understand the difference between getting locked into the fear of what could happen versus the reality of the different things that can happen and seeing them so we can see them and release that fear. There's a big difference in creating the story and making it your own and actually seeing something and allowing it to go. Because I think a lot of times between 
the motherhood community. And then also I see like in the spiritual community from being in breath work, there's a lot of bypassing that happens because it's like, oh, okay, I see it, but then I'm just going to shift it. And it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We still have to experience a piece of it. We still have to heal it and realize what's coming up. We don't have to get stuck in it. It's like I tell everybody, you are not your feelings. Feelings come up. They're meant to move through. They're meant to be felt and they're meant to be released. We do not become them. When we become them and embody them, then it's I have this issue. I have this diagnosis. I have this. No, you Versus I feel. Exactly. I feel this. I feel that. And this is how I'm going to work to move through that or fix that or whatever it may be. And of course, there's different extremes in that. But I think so many times where we get stuck, whether it's a basic issue or an extreme issue, we do add on to it because we're such good storytellers and we create these stories over and over again. And then we start to believe them. Like I know... In my postpartum depression journey, I kept telling myself so many things about my body that was wrong with it. And next thing I knew, I had massive cystic acne. My body was inflaming. And everybody was like, it's been months since you had your baby. Like, what is going on? And nobody could figure it out on like the medical side. And then on the holistic side, then it was like, let's get to the root of the trauma of what's happening, what's going on. And then when I started doing that, then my face started to heal. Then my body stopped inflaming. And it was like, holy crap. I did this. I told myself all these stories, your body, your cells are always listening and it received it and it literally manifested it, which is why, again, breathwork is so powerful because it's in the body and you release it out. You release the trauma, you release the emotions, the feelings, everything that's stuck so you can move through. So it's a real like understanding that it's not about bypassing it, but it's also not about becoming it and embodying it. You want to embody what you actually want to happen versus what you're afraid of. Yeah. And you know, when so many people in our community are afraid, we are afraid. I was afraid. So was I. (laughs) Right? Like, especially when I did have people saying I had some, I had some big naysayers. Right. (laughs) And, and then kind of to what you were saying, like when your tool is like, well, what's going on? What do you need? What's, what's going on in there? Um, And your, you know, chiropractor, I mean, all I could think of when I was in labor is what my provider had said to me years ago in the OR. But I wasn't saying that. Sure. I wasn't letting it go. I was holding it down. Holding you know? It. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes we can't communicate what we're holding. We just feel we're holding, which is why, again, breathwork has been so transformational in my life and so many clients I work with because they'll say that to me. They're like, but I'm not holding anything. And then we'll do a breathwork session and they're hysterical. And they're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. And I'm like, you don't, you, have to it. Right? you don't have to put a story to it. You released it. Guess what? Later on, the mind is going to catch up and you'll know why you were crying. But right now it's about the fact that you just allowed the release. You let it go. So now you can flow and you can receive more. And this is in every area of our lives, not just motherhood. You know, it's just, it's so obviously important when it comes to birth and the work and everything that we do, because we do hold so much. And fear is something that does come up for all of us. I mean, I experienced it with my VBAC with my daughter, Arlie, obviously she got stuck. And so now we're going to go into the story of Abel, right? And so, <laughs> so I, like I said, I had the two false starts that were happening. I did a lot of work around that. And then finally I went into labor the next morning. Now, <laughs> I have to tell you something funny. So I went into labor on September 11th. And (laughs) this sounds terrible, but it's just so true. I woke up in the morning and I looked at my husband and I said, there's no way I'm having a baby on September 11th. I'm not in labor. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Right? I mean, I was like, what a great man. Like, (laughs) 
Yeah, you're like, I don't want to have a baby on September 11th. That's not a great date that people remember. Right. And so I was like, no, 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 there's no way. It's got to be false. And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm going back to sleep. And I put my heating pad like up to literally a 10 and put it on my back and I went to sleep. I jumped up, not even 20 minutes later, like bouncing like on like I was on a trampoline, but I wasn't. And I was like, oh, this is not false start. This is not false. And I was, <laughs> I was really, really feeling it. And I was really in my mind. I was really like, you know, in the adrenaline. Yeah. And like immediately like take deep breaths, calm myself down. I got in the tub. I started doing my deep breathing, started regulating myself. And I started noticing like, okay, yeah, no, this is, this is the real deal. Like this is my third yeah. you know, rodeo in this. Like I knew my body. This was like, yeah. Definitely- and my husband, you know, call, he's like, you want me to call the midwife? You want me to, you know, call your doula? And, I'm, and I, of course, was hesitant because I was fearful that it wasn't real. Even though I knew it was, I was still fearful because they had come twice already. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then when I was really feeling, I was like, no, 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 you need to call. Yeah, no, no, you need to call. <laughs> it was like that, like clenching through yeah. the breast, like, okay, it's getting intense. So she came over and she checked me and she's like, oh yeah, no, this is, this is the real deal. Like baby's coming. And so I was like, okay. And, you know, it was funny. She was so smart because she knew me and how I got in my head. And she's, I was like, how far along am I? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell Justin. I'm going to tell the team. But because I had had the false starts before and I hadn't gotten very far, she recognized, which I was very grateful for, that that was a like fear and a lock that kept happening. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I'm not going to tell you. I just want you to know baby's on its way. You're doing great. And we're going to just keep going. Now it's funny. I, she told me, of course, you know, weeks later when we processed my birth, that she's like, "By the way, you were ten right from the beginning." <laughs> what? So I had apparently, like, from going back to sleep and the whole thing, like, I had progressed so quickly, but because I had psyched myself out, and I say this because this is how powerful our mind is, ladies. We can psych ourselves out of something happening, good or bad or indifferent, and don't know it until it's actually happening. So when she told me that weeks later, I was like, wait, what do you mean, Kelsey? And she's like, no, you were like full blown at a 10, but you weren't ready, like mind wise, like you were like, you were still up there and you hadn't fully surrendered to your body yet. So I wasn't going to tell you because I didn't want you to get stuck again. And I was like, wow, like that was a whole nother, like, you know, the, the, the mind emotion. Yeah. It was like, we, this mind, body, soul connection. I've already knew this was real, but this was like another level of like that connection of like, wow, this is, this is happening. Like what, you know? And so then, um, you know, honestly it was several hours, um, that I still like had to go through deep labor to allow him to, you know, come down and come through, even though I was fully progressed, he still had to, you know, make his way through. So I was in my tub for quite some time. Then I moved into the birth tub um, after doing a lot of walking and ball work and a lot of, uh, you know, holding myself in the um, hallway, like just the stretching and, you know, trying to let myself let baby come down. We did some walks in my backyard, like just more and more movement. We did a little bit on my bed of um, the sideline because it was really about just letting him move down and move through. Mm-hmm. And so then when he was getting um, closer, she was like, all right, I think it's time to get into the birth tub. You can start like getting ready to push when you're ready and you feel it naturally, which also was a mind thing for me. I had to keep deep breathing and getting back into my breath exercises because I started getting into the mind of like, oh, do I feel the push? Do I push? Do I not push? You know? And I feel like that's uh, also something with a V back is like yep. you 
the C-section. So you don't really know how to push. Yeah. And that's something I learned with Arlie, but then I still had to learn with Abel. Like it was like, oh, okay. There's, there's more pushing here. It's not, but it's like natural. It's like when you feel it, not like, oh, just push to oh. push. Yeah. 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 And so that was also something that when I got more and more of the deep breathing and more and more of the surrender and the tub, I started then feeling it. And I was like, okay, I feel them. And she's like, okay, whenever you feel the push or I said, feel the baby. Cause I didn't know what I was having, but she's like push. So I kept pushing and pushing. And then, um, I guess at that point she had the mirror in the tub and she could see uh, some hands was coming, but she said she knew something was going on because it was like, there was some, a little bit of turtling that was happening, which I guess is when like the head starts to come yeah. back. Right. Mm-hmm. So something was going on. And so she said very calmly, she's like, all right, we're going to get out of the tub. I know you wanted to be in the tub. We're going to get out of the tub. And so they put me on the, um, on my couch in my living room that was there in the room. Cause that's where I was um, giving birth. And she was like, okay, I'm going to put you on all fours and I'm going to kind of like move you around. I need you to just let me move your body. So that was like a whole nother surrender for me of like, not being in control of like what I should do, literally just allowing myself just to be loose and let myself be moved, maneuvered how they needed to, to help me bring the baby forward and um, fast forward. We did that for a little bit. And then the peak crowned. Um, and that was at 7.30 that night. So I had gone into labor at like 10 a.m. that morning. So it was a long day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a long progression. And, um, you know, then when he crowned, she saw more of the turtling. And so I guess she then let my husband and my dual and everyone know, hey, you know, if things, you know, become a little bit more intense, we may have to transfer. We're not there yet, but I just want to kind of make everybody aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Without letting me know and keeping me calm, which I very much appreciated. And then, you know, she just said, She's like, okay, we're going to move you more. We're going to readjust your legs. They kind of had put like what my left leg up on the couch to one side and my right leg down a little bit more, kind of like in a funky, I don't know, it's position, but you know what I mean? Like to, to spread yeah. me more. She said, like, she needed to use her fingers as almost like finger forceps to push down to let me push him through further. So she's like, okay, we're going to spread you so I can push down and put pressure. And you tell me, of course, you know, you're comfortable, but I need to push down to give you more space to push through. So, and I just remember like in that moment, I started feeling the fear, like you spoke to coming back up. Like it was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Why is he not here? His head is here. Like, holy crap, what's happening? And I had to immediately let that go and just say, okay, I started praying, I started surrendering, and I just started breathing so deeply and so like loudly into my body and just saying, allow me to further surrender, whatever this is, allow me to release it. And as I did, then she was okay, one more push, and I push, and there he came. And she said when I was doing that, and I couldn't see because my head was down, she said that my other midwife was actually unlocking his shoulder had gotten stuck. Mm. Shoulder dystocia. Shoulder dystocia, Mm uh-huh. And so she moved and unlocked on the left side and then he came right through. Wow. Yeah. So it was quite surreal when all that kind of had played out. And then, you know, there he was, you know, and, you know, and she, you know, brought him over to me. And then, you know, even in that moment, right, I noticed how powerful the breath was then too, because of course, you know, for anyone who's had a home birth knows that it's all about them naturally taking their first breath. Of course, they have everything there. If they need to help them, they want them to do it naturally. 
And that was another trusting moment for me too. It was like, he was laying there and she was like, just start talking to him. Just start letting him know you're his mama. And you know, you're here. And by the way, it's, you know, it was a boy. It was like, Oh my God, it's a boy. Like, we couldn't, like, we have two girls, you know? And, you know, and I was like, hi, baby, you know, your mom, I'm here, you know, I'm here, come to me or you know, just speaking to him. And then, you know, he took his first breath. But even in that moment was like remaining in that surrender and that trust of like, he's here, he's fine, he's well, and he's going to naturally take, you know, his first mm-hmm. breath and, you know, be here with you. And so all of it was such a transformational experience. And I recognized too, Megan, when after, you know, having the reflection and meeting back up with my midwife, Kelsey, like, wow, there was work, obviously, I still needed to heal. And the fact that he got stuck again, right? Like, not the same way Arlie did, but still, there was that moment of getting stuck. And, you know, thank God I had a great team, which is why you obviously check who your team is, who was able to recognize everything that was going on and make sure everything was safe. And there wasn't an emergency. But I even think about that, you know, now and reflect telling you the story. And I'm like, wow, it makes me wonder, like, what was I holding? Because I still am processing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's like so crazy. It's like you were kind of talking about like you've released, but then there's still stuff you hold on to, but you release. And sometimes you don't know or you don't recognize that you're holding on to anything. Yeah. Until you're in the moment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. So that's where it all comes up, right? That's like the final kind of test of like, am I really going to trust and go through? And, and, you know, the only way, you know, through is in and through. And it's like, am I really going to go in to allow this? Or am I going to come back to that comfort of like, oh, but I was fine here. It's like, no, you got to take that next step. And it's really having faith, right? And like, not seeing it, but believing it. Absolutely. And I feel like having that faith and taking those steps is what brought your baby at home you know, in the manner that he came and it's hard. It's really hard. We're vote. We're so vulnerable. We're so So vulnerable Mm -hmm. and it's really hard. So what tips could you maybe give someone that tends to pull back maybe and not like take the dive in? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think first off, just really becoming clear with yourself, you know, knowing like your own, like why of why you, you know, want something and what that looks like to you and understanding that like, of course things can change, but overall, like what is the why and how are you going to allow yourself to move into that? Don't figure out the how, because really when, once you figure out, you know, your, your why and your true heart set, like, this is what I want to do. And and you trust it and you let the body receive that. The how figures itself out. Everything else will show up. I really believe that. But you have to first understand, like, why is it so important for me to do this? And then also the trust. The trust is such an important piece moving from what you want because everything is based around that trust. If you don't have that trust and that faith, then you are going to get stuck in the fear. You are going to get stuck in the stories and the limiting beliefs and the people that things are said to you is going to combine onto you. And if you are someone that does, you know, do that just naturally, then create sacred boundaries from the get-go. Like immediately as soon as you, you know, are pregnant, like even me, I didn't tell people my due date because I was like, it's a guest date. Like I'm so sick of people asking right. me when are you, I'll let you know when the baby's here. Stop asking, you know, like people don't realize like that makes you so crazy because you're already like, why is the baby here? What's going on? And then you go back into tightening in your body. So it's like, 
if you need to create those sacred boundaries and not give your due date to people that you know are going to continuously ask and give them like, hey, it's this month or it's around this time and really make sure they honor that and understand that. If you need to put certain people on mute, if you need to block certain people, like you have to really think about your sacred space of how you're going to set this up that you feel good going into it. And then as things come up, you see them, you see what triggers come up and you allow yourself to heal them, but you don't white knuckle your way through and get tense. You allow yourself to surrender more. You allow yourself to have more faith, more trust. And there's a reason why this vision is on your heart. And you, of course, understand that things can change and you be open to that as best as possible. But I just think that's such an important piece. And that's how we embody this. And that's what I speak to in breath work is like embodying the work, understanding that it's not just saying it, but it's truly feeling it in your body and then doing everything from how the body feels. Like I said before, your body always knows we feel everything. So if your body feels something is off because someone tells you something and it doesn't feel like truth to you, but they're projecting a limiting belief on you or a fear, but your body is saying, no, that doesn't feel good to me. Then listen to your body and trust yourself. Don't listen to what somebody else is saying. Ask your body, ask your soul. Is this a soul? Yes. For me, is this what I want? Or is this someone else's projection, right? Like listen to the wisdom of your body. Your body knows the divine channel. It is the messenger. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like, I feel like so many times, like, okay, I'm just going to go off like feedback, right? Like, okay, your heart, your originally, actually, I'm going to give you an example of a client of mine. She just called me the day and she's like, I had a baby. She, you know, had a traumatic cesarean and uh, she's like, from the get-go, I knew I wanted an out-of-hospital birth. Like, I want, that's what I wanted. She's like, but now all of a sudden, everything's making me question. And I'm like, I don't know if I can commit to an out-of-hospital. Should I? Is it too dangerous? And then uh, kind of spiraling, right? And getting, as you call it, like the monkey very like, where yep. we're just like, boop, 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 all we over. Do spiral. From, branch, yes. from branch to branch to branch, we're just hopping all over and and that's really, really difficult. So I love that you had said that and something that you had said earlier on, and then you just said it again. Um, I don't know why, but it made me think of Frozen, like the movie, conceal, don't feel like mm-hmm. we're concealing things. We're not feeling things. But then you had said, feel so you can heal. Yeah. And I, I just love that so much. Like don't conceal or, you know, and not, not feel right. Feel so feel you it. can heal. Yeah, yes, feel it to heal it. And and that's how you shift it. Because like I tell people when my clients will say to me like, oh, this trigger came up. And so I guess I'm not healed. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This healing is an ever evolving journey. The trigger came up for you to see what isn't healed still. So now let's work on that and move you through that. Don't shame yourself because that came up. We're all human. We're going to have things come up that are going to do that. But let's feel it so we can heal it. Let's not get stuck in it. Let's not conceal it. Let's not hide it. Let's not pretend it's there. We've been doing yeah. that centuries. It's not working, by the way. (laughs) So let's actually feel it so we can heal it and trust our body. And this is where then when we regulate our nervous system, when we allow ourselves to actually feel to heal, then we actually recognize, oh, the body's telling me something. Oh, that body is saying, I do want to do this at home. Oh, the body is saying, I don't believe what you're telling me. That's your limiting belief. I know what I believe. I know what I feel. And I had tons of that. It's so many people say to me, oh, do you think you could do a V-back? You know, you did have that crazy C-section. Oh, do you think you could do a home birth? Because, you know, you you had a vacuum assist, the vacuum, you know, at the hospital, like all the things. But it's like, yes, you can. If you feel the wisdom in your body and you know, listen to your body. I ask my body everything now. Like literally when someone reaches out to do a podcast, like I ask myself, I'm like, what does that feel like in the body? 
Do I want to do this? Do I not? These are the sacred boundaries I speak to of you understanding your own wisdom. We all have it divinely within us, especially as mothers and mothers-to-be. We are divinely created not only to create, but we are designed to feel in order to create. So understand that that is something within you and no one can take it from you unless you give it away. So don't give away your power. Don't give away your power. I love that. Yes. And then, I mean, it even... Like, it's so weird how this sometimes happens on the podcast where they all connect. But like the story last week where it was like, everybody was saying no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. But she's like, no, I feel this. I know I, I can know. do this. I know. Right. No. And even in very similar, I kind of felt the same way when I was going to all these providers. I'm like, no, but I, I, I deeply feel this. Like right. I, I do. That's your inner wisdom. You know, your intuition is saying yes, yes, yes. And you have to trust that over when someone tells you no, because they're not feeling what you're feeling. Only you know what you're feeling in your body. And this is why we have to get out of the mind because the mind will tell us tricks all day long. The mind will tell us to conceal. It will try to protect us. It will give us all these stories. Like you said, the monkey mind of moving around. We have to get into the body and understand that that is where we find the wisdom. So anyone, whether you're breath work or not, find what works for you and your body that's going to allow you to move into that space of being in the spiral and in the constant dysregulated system into a regulated system where I can receive the divine wisdom that is within me. And I can have the faith and the trust to surrender to this process. Because guess what? If I can do it, you can do it. (laughs) Right. And something else that you had said earlier, and and again, kind of just touched on now that this stands out to me is it's okay to to serve ourselves with the people that we feel safe with. And sometimes I feel like in our community, we put restrictions on ourselves like, well, I don't need to have that per like I don't need to have a chiropractor. I, I don't need to do that, or I can't do that, or I like I've heard people say, like, I'm too self. I don't want to be too selfish. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to have all the people because that's, you know, I don't want to be selfish, especially because it's financially daunting. We get sure. it. Like, of course. Right. But like, this is okay for you to do this, women of strength. It's well, okay for you to bring your village in. Yes. And also, too, that's another limiting belief. I can't do this. I can't afford this. I can't. That was such a shift for me, even in our space of like being out of the I can't and being like, no, I can. No, I am. I am worthy of this. I am abundant. I am creating. And when you move into that, you start to feel it and then your body starts to receive it. And you know what's really cool too is like everything's energy. And so if we think about our emotions, this energy is always flowing. Well, then your body and your mind doesn't actually know the difference between if something is actually happening or it's happens, because this is how our mind gets so crazy, which is why the living beliefs and everything come into play. And I say this because if you keep saying things like I am worthy, you know, I am going to have this feedback and you keep telling yourself it, your mind will start to believe it. And then you're already know it in the body. And guess what? Mind, body, soul, it all starts to sync up. And, and now things have shifted. And so it's like, don't, again, going back to what we said from the beginning, Megan, of like, don't embody like the what you're feeling embody what you want what you already have that you know you're already walking into make the shift trust in it and everything else will show up behind it but you have to take the leap of faith have to you have to oh my gosh i feel like we could talk for hours 
we probably just need to do a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, but oh my gosh. Okay. So a couple of exciting things. One, obviously you have some social media that everyone needs to check out. And then two, you have an app. I do. I have you my have own app. app. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I wanted everyone, especially mothers and, and women and even kids that have a whole kids section. I want everyone to be able to use breath work, whether they go on a deep journey or they use it just for the basics in their lives to just help them de-stress and get back to regulation. So it's called Breathe and Be, B-R-E-A-T-H-E. And then you can either type in A-N-D or the ampersand sign and the letter B. Because it's all about breathing and being in your being. Because I really believe when we allow ourselves to get into our being and our knowing, we come home to ourselves through the breath. And that is what I want for everyone, especially mothers. And so, yeah, download it on Google Play or the App Store, but you'll find it. You'll see it right there. And um, it's a beautiful logo. It's like white with blue with a B. Yes, very like calm. A, yep, yeah. Yep. Yes. And it's got everything. When you download it, you know, there's um, a few free exercises you can do just to get into it. And then I highly recommend subscribing for all access. I drop in all new intentions, all my events I do online, as well as in person, if you are in Tennessee, affirmations, all the tools I've used that have helped me on this wellness and this spiritual journey I've been on. I'm always dropping in new content to different breathwork exercises. So like the power of you, gratitude, helping you sleep, releasing anxiety. There's all different ways of breathing that's going to help you regulate and shift out of these different states that we get into. So please join me. I have a community there too, where I can talk was, to you. Next, that's we can what I was say. There's a yes. community. Like that's something I love. Like you go on and it says, begin, breathe, community, right? And it's like, sometimes we need that community. Yes. We need to have those people because sometimes we may not have people in our circle that are our safe right. place. Right. And that are supportive, right? Exactly. And the safe place and the sacred space is so needed. So mm -hmm. if you need that and, you know, this uh, episode gave you a tug on your heart and you want to just check it out or you want to get deeper in the journey, please subscribe and join me. I would love to have you and help you. And of course, you can work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I do do online, you know, sessions as well as virtual events. But I tell everyone, if you want me in your pocket, have Allie in your pocket, then download my app and check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll make sure to have the links for your social media, your app, and all of that in the show notes. So if you guys want to make it real easy on yourself, just scroll to the show notes and click the link and you will have Allie in your pocket in a snap. <laughs> awesome. Interested in sharing your VBAC? Head over to the vbaclink.com slash share to submit your story. For information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, the worldwide database for VBAC doulas and more, head over to the vbaclink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC link.